0: The pressure on healthcare entities and their business associates to effectively protect patient data is intensifying. Not only do these organizations need to contend with growing cyber threats such as ransomware attacks, but they also have to worry about a new round of random HIPAA compliance audits by federal regulators. I'm Marian Kolbisak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with security expert Andrew Hicks, healthcare and life sciences practice director at risk management consulting firm Coal Fire. Andrew will be providing some insights into how healthcare entities and business associates can get a better handle on the various cybersecurity and data privacy challenges that they're facing right now. So now, Andrew, as I mentioned, the Department of Health and Human Services' Office for Civil Rights is just beginning to roll out its next phase of HIPAA compliance audits of covered entities and business associates. But is the renewed focus on HIPAA compliance positive or negative right now in terms of organizations being prepared to deal with the surge in cyber attacks that we're seeing?
1: So in my opinion, compliance has been a, an ongoing effort, and here we are years after the security rule was released. We still have a lot of organizations are still going after compliance. They're still focused on policies and procedures. They're still focused on the risk assessments. Not that those efforts aren't important, but, you know, here we are. Organizations should, at this point, in this day and age, given all the activity going on, They should already have those things well engaged. They should be looking to mature those efforts. If they're not, obviously that's a huge concern and much of what their information security program should be based on. The direction that I would encourage organizations to look is building up those programs is also look at what's going on out there. Look at the recent uh, threat activity, the new threat actors, the agents, the vectors they're using to gain access into organization environments and and compromise sensitive data. So we're looking at organizations to help them build out their enterprise risk management programs, including embedding into those programs the technical requirements they should have in place. Things like network segmentation, perimeter security, beefing that up, endpoint protection, encryption, And then obviously from an administrative standpoint, strong policies and procedures, training programs, social engineering activities, those are things that we're looking to help organizations help and and gain awareness to help mitigate the risk of these attackers gaining access to their networks.
0: So, Andrew, with that said, what's your advice for how resource-strapped organizations can get their houses in order in order to deal with, a possible HIPAA compliance audit, while at the same time fending off possible ransomware and other
1: cyber attacks that seem to be spiking. Typically, organizations those responsibilities are divided amongst different teams. So, hopefully, there's a team that's that's more on the administrative, working through the policies and procedures, the compliance efforts, uh, the audit uh, responses, and then you've got the team that's more technical in nature, building out the the defense in-depth strategies. If an organization is not fortunate to have those divided out, then what I would do is focus on the preventative measures as opposed to the reactive measures. Yes, the OCR audits are absolutely important, they're imperative. But that is purely reactionary to the OCR's efforts are, whereas if you are going after and looking for opportunities to mature your security posture and prevent those attacks from happening in the first place, you're going to be much further off in terms of breach mitigation efforts.
0: So, Andrew, even though OCR is starting up its HIPAA compliance audits again, OCR does indeed acknowledge that... Covered entities and business associates have a lot on their plates these days in dealing with the surge of cyber attacks, including ransomware. In fact, OCR recently issued cyber awareness communication to help instruct CEs and BAs in dealing with ransomware and various tech support scams, for example. What do you think of the guidance that OCR has issued recently? And what else would you like to see from government officials in terms of helping the healthcare sector better deal with these
1: threats? I think the guidance is terrific. I mean, you look at the OC audit protocol, you know, it helps answer the questions that a lot of organizations, CEs and BAs, have faced with interpreting the security rule and the privacy rule. So I think the guidance is fantastic. It helps organizations better manage those compliance initiatives. But again, focusing back on security and not to make this a compliance versus security discussion, organizations really need to go after the right thing. And the right thing is strong, mature security postures. And and by way of doing that, it satisfies also the the underlying compliance initiative. So I think what OCR is doing is fantastic, but, again, it's it's things that organizations should already be doing, and building out that security focus should be a a high priority in, in this day.
0: Now, Andrew, until recently, the majority of the large breaches that we had seen in healthcare involved lost or stolen unencrypted devices And those breaches still happen, but they've certainly been overshadowed by hacker attacks and other sort of cyber-related attacks. Do you think that covered entities and business associates are getting better in terms of protecting mobile devices? And what mistakes do you still see them making with that?
1: You know, I think they are getting better. Most of our assessments, I mean, we we include mobile devices in in scope for that as well as medical devices. And I think medical devices is a totally separate conversation and one that is highly overlooked. But from a mobile device standpoint, we're seeing more and more organizations have knowledge of where their data resides. Um, So in some cases, they've gone as far as classifying the data, which is fantastic. And in other cases, they've gone as far as understanding where EPHI exists on mobile devices or including mobile devices. And so they're taking proactive measures to make sure those devices are, in fact, encrypted, have strong authentication enabled on them, remote wipes, things like that. So I think... Organizations are getting better. They, they know the boundaries much better of their organization and where the data resides, and that's something we, we haven't seen in the past, you know, five or so years. We've, we've seen organizations mature from not knowing where their data is and having strong asset inventories or accurate asset inventories to now they realizing that they do keep those inventories.
0: And, again, while we've been focusing so much on the cyber attacks from outside, insiders also pose threats to organizations as well. Any sorts of tips that you have about organizations better addressing threats posed by insiders? Are there certain areas that have been getting less attention than is necessary these days because of all the attention on the cyber attacks from outside actors?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Insiders always are going to present a risk. And whether it's intentional, you know, with malicious intent or not, just accidental, Insiders, they have access to the data. They know where it flows. I mean, that that's always a risk. So back to strong, strong training programs, annual requirements, ongoing training monthly, weekly basis via emails, posters, things like that. Those are fantastic. The other thing I would say, too, is, is engaging in, in organizations to do social engineering attacks. See what they can do inside an environment with just a badge or, you know, dress like a, a physician, perhaps. And those are things we're doing a lot more of because a lot of organizations are concerned about about the insider threats that you mentioned. So, again, back to defense and death, adding more and more layers to your security posture is, is what we're looking for here.
0: What about breach detection? That still seems to be a weak spot for many organizations. It still takes sometimes months, maybe even years, for some breaches to be detected. What should organizations be doing in terms of improving breach detection that, again, is becoming more important these
1: days? Organizations never, ever want to hear about a breach from a newspaper or some other outside source. That's the worst-case scenario. So having strong logging and log review activities inside, strong incident response plans, Those are things, again, organizations should be doing. They should be looking to uh, mature those as well with the different types of threat activities that are out there today.
0: And, Andrew, what other security or privacy threats worry you the most these days, particularly in terms of areas that do tend to get neglected by covered entities and business associates but can lead to potential damage in a great way?
1: Probably the one thing that really concerns me right now is the downstream aspect of having vendors. So vendor management programs are things that are concerning. I think the industry as a whole has evolved somewhat, but there's still a significant risk in, you know, sending my data downstream to a vendor and not knowing whether or not they have strong security measures in place to safeguard that data. Um, again, you, you never want to know about a breach from the outside, and these these vendors, in many ways, they're not in the healthcare industry. They don't know what uh, PHI is. They don't know how to spell HIPAA. And they do present a risk back to the upstream business associate or upstream covered entity, and those are things uh, organizations should acknowledge as part of their uh, enterprise risk management program to make sure that those those organizations are doing the assurance that they should be doing to, to safeguard that data.
0: And going back to ransomware attacks for a second. We've seen a lot of them lately on hospitals. At least one hospital admitted that they paid the ransom in order to unlock their data. Do you think ransomware will continue to be a problem for the healthcare sector this year and any advice that you have for healthcare organizations in dealing with that?
1: I think it will. I mean, that's kind of the trend we're seeing, and attackers, what they do is they look at what's hot, and right now healthcare, uh, PHI is hot. I mean, it's worth a lot of money on the black market, and ransomware, although really the concept of ransomware isn't really new. It's just malicious code. It's, you know, having strong uh, antivirus prevention uh, solutions in place. So it's not really new, but what is new is the idea of you know, holding data hostage for for a payout. So, again, building out a strong incident response program to proactively think through that process of if my data is compromised, what am I going to do? How am I going to report it? What actions am I going to take internally to to address that?
0: Thanks, Andrew. I've been speaking to Andrew Hicks. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.